Welcome back to my channel. My name is Dylan Jaris and I'm an Etsy seller of about seven years now. I've sold one and a half million dollars on the platform, over a million dollars in profit. And today I'm here with a really special guest. So honored to have Bradley here with us. Bradley, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everybody. Uh, my name is Bradley. I'm the director of training at Helium 10 and I'm also an Amazon seller and an aspiring Etsy seller. I I have been selling on Etsy for a couple of years, but I call myself aspiring because as you, you know, noted from my my listings, I'm not doing that great uh, as I could be on Etsy. And so tell me why you started on Etsy. What prompted you to create the shop? Well, I started on Amazon with a with this like case study. Like I don't even make money on. I actually have two Etsy accounts, one that I, I do on my personal side and then one I do for the company. We had started selling these coffin shelves on Amazon and egg trays. It was part of this case study called Project X that we did where we wanted to show people, hey, this is how you can just take a product from zero to hero on Amazon. And then I had been doing a lot more shopping on Etsy. And I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like, plus we actually got the idea of the product from Etsy and mm -hmm. Pinterest originally, like, like we, we were just randomly typing in stuff like Gothic decor. And then we saw some, some coffin shelves and, and wooden egg trays on Etsy. And we're like, man, people aren't selling these on Amazon. Let's do it. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like, could we sell this product on Etsy? And I look into the rules. I'm like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is technically kind of a handmade product. So I was like, let's do it. Let's start an Etsy account. And and I was like, very pleasantly pleased with the ease of making a listing and, and just the whole process. It, it just seemed pretty cool compared to, to Amazon. But you, I mean, you're, you're totally downplaying your success here with Amazon. Like you are known by pretty much probably every single person in the Amazon seller community, I would bet. Don't you think? Uh, I don't Maybe by now, you know, like, <laughs> Uh, our marketing team has done good and I've done hundreds of videos. So I, I don't know about every Amazon seller, but there, there's probably a good a number of people who have seen this face somewhere in YouTube or somewhere, I guess. So you, you dabbled in Etsy, but you're really known for Amazon. And can you just tell me a little bit about your background, where you're from, how you even got onto Amazon? So I'm here in San Diego, which I didn't realize you you were in San Diego too. So we're, we're, we're neighbors. I've always been an entrepreneur kind of at heart. You know, when I was 19 years old, I, I helped start this company where we were selling car parts online. And I've always dabbled in e-commerce. I got turned on to Amazon like you know, about six, seven years ago as part of another company. I was just kind of like working for this other company, like, hey, we're going to start selling on Amazon. I really didn't know what, what they were doing. I was kind of like just the, the shipping guy of the, of the company. And so I'd be shipping, you know, hundreds of these products out a day. When I split with that company, I was like, I still don't really understand this Amazon thing, but it seems pretty good. And so I just like bought a course on how to sell on Amazon and went to a conference and I was like totally inspired by it. I'm like, wow, this is amazing. But it's actually interesting. The first route I took wasn't being a seller myself. I went like kind of like directly into consulting. I was kind of like, I had that personality where like, I'm not sure if I want to risk my own money, but I know there's money to be made, but let me be a consultant where, hey, I'll get paid no matter what and I'm not risking uh, anything. And that worked for me for a while. And that's how I started using Helium 10 as a software for my consultant business. And then, um, you know, the founders of Helium 10 found me and, and they're like, hey, you, you should you should join our company. And then the rest is history. And then after I started working here is, is when I actually started selling on Amazon uh, myself. And how long have you actually been selling things then? Is that just a few years or? On Amazon, only about like four years I've been selling on Amazon of my own products or stuff that I developed. I've been selling online for more. Like I said, you know, it was 20, like 23 years ago, I had a dot-com company for car parts. And then I've been selling like, like baseball cards and Pokemon cards on eBay for like, you know, 20 years. So you are the Amazon genius. Like you said, your podcast is the number one Amazon podcast, right? Yeah. We have over a hundred thousand downloads uh, a month and I never did podcasts before, but Helium 10 was actually started as a podcast. The founder of Helium 10, he was just starting 
sell on Amazon. And he's like, let me do a podcast to kind of document my journey. He was also a software developer. And so he started making a couple of tools for his Amazon business. And then he's like, ooh, maybe I'm going to make a couple of these free and just available out there because it'll send more views to my podcast. But then the tool side like blew up. And then he's like, wait a minute. Okay, the, the tool side is where uh, I'm going to go. But yeah, I, I love, I, I never did podcasts before. And I just took over the main podcast from him and, and been doing it ever since. You have the voice. You've got the voice down. You know, I work with a lot of Etsy sellers who, you know, some of them are new to Etsy and they were kind of trying to, to decide between should I sell on Amazon or Etsy or Shopify? Like, what should I do? What would you say? Like, if you were going to talk to an Etsy seller who maybe had a mature Etsy business, if they were asking you like, should I do this? Should I do this Amazon thing? I would say, first of all, that there's no one answer for everybody, you know, like, and I'll, I'll tell it to you straight. There's some of you guys out there, what you're selling and you're very successful on Etsy, it might not be a great product on Amazon. So I'll keep it real like that. But the way you find out is you can use tools like Helium 10 or, or there's other tools out there as well where you investigate the niche. And so that's super important to do because the example I give of an oversaturated niche on Amazon is the supplement collagen peptides. You know, somebody might use Helium 10 and then look at the first page of the results on collagen peptides and see that, oh my goodness, these sellers are doing millions of dollars a month. This is the most amazing opportunity in the history of the world. But no, it's because they're doing millions of dollars a month and because they they have tens of thousands of reviews, you are going to have zero success if you try and be a new seller and sell collagen peptides. So the thing is like, let's say, you know, you're selling a coffin shelf or, or something else unique on Etsy, find those same keywords that are working for you on Etsy, look them up on Amazon. And then the first thing you do is, is there search volume for that keyword? Like, are people searching for it? Because I found that Etsy shoppers sometimes are different than Amazon as far as what are the kind of things they search for. The next step is, all right, analyze who's on there right now, the competition. Is it saturated? You know, like if the whole entire first page of Amazon results, it all looks like just copycat items that are, you know, potentially coming from China. I would not suggest, you know, getting into there. It'd be kind of hard to break into there. But if you only see like four or five relevant products on the whole first page of a, of a main keyword, then you first of all know that that's really cool because that means the Amazon algorithm is pretty advanced. And if there's only like four or five of the actual product on the first page, that means that Amazon is having to throw random products on that first page of results just because there's not even that many out there. So those are the kind of like steps you need to take to see if your Etsy product would have the potential of having success on Amazon. So if, if someone was coming to you and saying, I want to make $10,000 as fast as I can, what do you think is realistic for expectations? Let's just like manage their expectations. Um, it's possible. It depends on, on that niche. So you've got to have significant search volume to, to, to get to that level and not a saturated market. That might not be the current Etsy product you're selling. Maybe it's a matter of, hey, you want to sell on Etsy and Amazon. Maybe it's not a matter of just taking your Etsy product and putting it on there. Maybe it's a matter of taking some of your profits from Etsy and investing into a completely different niche. You want to do like $10,000 a month on Amazon. You've got to find a, a niche where the main couple keywords have at least 5,000 searches a month. And then you look at the existing sellers and, and they're doing about, about that amount. The goal would be like, maybe I can come on, improve what they've done and maybe, you know, take 10% of this guy's sales, 15% of this guy's sales. You add it up, you know, after two, three months, could I be making $10,000 a month? Absolutely. Sometimes it can go way beyond that. I'm, I'm not going to say this as something that anybody can do, but I was literally, I was late for this podcast because I was doing this webinar. And one of the ladies on this webinar, she saw something trending on TikTok. I think it might've been in a piece of clothing, I'm not sure, did not exist on Amazon. She hurried up, got it air shipped from her like factory in China and she sold $2 million in two months. Wow. And, and she's just a regular person. She used to make $150 a month in Nigeria. And then she moved to the States and was just making kind of like minimum wage on different jobs and doing accounting. So it's not like she had some like amazing, you know, e-commerce backstory, saw something trending on TikTok, was the first on Amazon and did 2 million in, in just a couple months. There's a, there's big potential, definitely. And that's very much over 
overnight success. Let's just say you weren't selling on Amazon right now and you were going to launch a new product. Do you have like a list of products where you're like, that's the next one I would do? Absolutely. And it's actually interesting. Etsy has played a big role in that. Like Etsy is way more advanced in my opinion than Amazon as far as like hitting trends. So in this, like uh, I saw this, I know you can't see it here, but I saw this, this coffin shelf, like this Gothic decor kind of niche. I saw it on Etsy like six months before I ever saw it on Amazon, like, like these moon shaped shelves and, and these other like kind of like spooky decor things. So I actually have a list of like 10 items I'm planning to potentially launch on Amazon and my different accounts. I would say six of them. The idea actually came from looking on Etsy at what people are doing on there. Wow. I am curious now about Amazon's pricing. With Etsy, you know, you can really create a, a brand, a strong brand and a customer experience. And with Amazon, you know, to stand out and to really get those sales and to steal market share, is it a price game? Is it a race to the bottom? How do you not get caught up in that? Yeah, super important because it definitely can be a race to the bottom. Sometimes it is. And, and I suggest to people, hey, don't be so addicted to one niche where you're going to play that game. Because at the end of the day, we're just trying to make money. You know, when you're talking about investing thousands of dollars, it's not a hobby. You know, you, you can't be losing money and, and, and make it sustainable. So you should not be involved in niches where it's, it is a race to the bottom. So like, I actually don't look for those home run products. Sure. I'd love to make $2 million in two months and that's probably decent, but then that's not a sustainable you know product. Instead of making $2 million on one product or even a hundred thousand dollars on one product, I'd rather have 10 products that do $10,000. And then what happens is in those kind of like sub niches, like coffin shelves, I'm not dealing with like other sellers who are doing kind of black hat tactics or shady things or review manipulation and some things that Amazon sellers do because that can that can affect your like, you know, super race to the bottom techniques. It's kind of like more these sub niches where there's not much competition. So so I like to stay under the radar mm -hmm. instead of playing that game. And then the opposite goes like there's some categories where you can actually have your strategy be to be the highest priced, you know, like mm -hmm. like baby category or pet category. People don't want to be known to be, oh yeah, I'm buying my baby the cheapest thing possible. Like, no, like I, I want to look for the most expensive thing because this is my baby, this is my pet, you know, or whatever. So that's another way to like avoid that whole game. So you recommend not just picking one product, kind Absolutely. of spreading the risk a little bit. Do you think that the products need to be related? Like, could you have a baby item and a dog item? You could. So one cool thing about Amazon is I can have one seller central account, but then I can have different brand register. I can register different brands. And so like, I wouldn't sell the pet product under my baby brand, you know, name, because that would be kind of weird. You know, it might be on the same account, but it doesn't really, you know, that doesn't give a bad experience to the customer because you're not seeing them advertise on the same exact page or anything like that. So I would definitely create separate brands but I would go where the money is. But if, if I find something that works well, like let's say I have a baby product that takes off, I'm not just going to pick up and go and, and just start doing something else. I, I want to know, hey, can I double down and launch accessories to that product? Because now I'm creating brand recognition. Maybe I'm, I have an Instagram, you know, for my brand offline or something. Now I can leverage my existing customers to launch new products and things. So if I have, if I'm successful, I am going to try and expand that brand, but I, I don't want to limit myself, you know, to that, like, like the coffin shelf and egg tray. I just mentioned that those are on separate brands, you know, and I'm trying to develop, you know, each one with their own story and, and, and line of products. Now, I am curious because I talked to a lot of prospective Etsy sellers who are trying to decide between Amazon and Etsy. How much money do they need to really have a good chance yeah. at getting traction with Amazon? It's there's no one answer just to prove that you can do it like that, that there's not necessarily a minimum because sometimes gurus out there say you have to have at least $10,000 or you'll never be able to start on Amazon. I did another case study I called Project 5K where I had $5,000 and I launched 12 products on Amazon. These were like sub $10 products, like some were actually straws and things like that. You know, am I making a million dollars off these products? No, but I just want to prove that it's possible. You know, like if I can do 
twelve for five thousand dollars. Hey, I have a thousand dollars. There's something you can do on Amazon if you just want to get your feet wet. But if if you're looking like you had said, you know, before, like if you're looking to do about ten thousand dollars a month, you know, that that's usually, you know, you're gonna want to look into a product that retails for about, you know, like between 17 and 30 bucks. And, you know, usually minimum order quantities are about 500. If the retail price is 17 and 30, you're probably paying between three and eight dollars landed cost here. So you can, you know, multiply that by 500 or a thousand units. And then just so you can kind of just have a rough idea. Hey, yeah, I probably I do need to, you know, get about five, six, seven thousand dollars together if I want to go to that level right away. But just don't think that that's that's necessary for every single person. For the average person, you know, a lot of times they want to start on Amazon while they're not working because, yeah. you know, they got laid off or they're just been home for a while. Or sometimes they're working full time and they're thinking, is this feasible for me to actually do Amazon FBA like nights and weekends? Do you think it is? Absolutely. I mean, I know Etsy has advantages over over Amazon, but one of the advantages on the flip side of Amazon over Etsy, aside from like, you know, the, the traffic that Amazon has is the FBA program. So if you are doing a private label product and you got 500 units, you might not have the bandwidth to like fulfill that yourself out of your garage or even store, you know, 500 units at a time. It's not like Etsy, right? Like, hey, let me just make batches of 20 at a time. You know, you've got to bring this 20 foot container in. So the cool thing about Amazon is you never even have to touch your inventory. You can have your inventory go from your factory wherever it is and it'll just go to Amazon. They handle the customer service. They handle the shipping. They handle the, you know, receipt of the payment and everything. And so in that sense, yeah, like, like, you know, as a side hustle, that's why, why Amazon is very beneficial to some because the initial effort of getting your listing set up and, and sourcing your product, you know, of course that takes time. But once you get it up and running, it's not a necessarily set it and forget it, but like, you don't have to worry about shipping and all these other things that you might have to do on other platforms. Bradley, well, it was so great meeting you. Um, before we close this out, I just want to see if you have any advice to those Etsy sellers who are thinking about Amazon right now. Yeah. So if you're, if you're an Etsy seller, what I would do, I would download the free Helium 10 Chrome extension, helium10.com forward slash extension. And then once you install that, take your main keyword, that is your biggest sales keyword from Etsy, just plug that into amazon.com and then run the Chrome extension x-ray and then take a look at the search volume on that keyword that'll say, and then what the estimated sales are. And that's going to give you within literally 15 seconds an idea on if your product has some viability on Amazon. And I, I'm pretty sure that like at least 50% of you, you might find that, wow, you know, there's some sellers making some serious money on Amazon and I've already got my product. I can I can just go ahead and turn on a, a listing. So that, that would be my, my tip for you guys. Great tip. That's easy. It's free and it doesn't mm -hmm. take much time. So if they want to find you and connect with you and dive into more information that you are sharing every week, where can they connect with you? Uh, serious sellers podcast. That's my handle on Instagram. And then that's also our podcast. If you're on YouTube or if you're on Spotify or Apple podcast, just type in serious sellers podcast. And then depending on when you're listening to this, if you don't see Dylan's episode yet, you know, subscribe and then wait, because I, I just recorded a really cool episode, getting your backstory and, and a lot of your tips uh, as the first ever Etsy seller on our podcast. This is so much fun. Thank you for setting this up and hopefully you will be back. Awesome. Love to come back. <laughs>